0: On today's episode, Platonic Love, How to Make Friends in Los Angeles, and the Difference Between Loneliness and Solitude, with photographer, therapist, and host of Soul Friend Radio, Gaia Woods.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. Yeah.
0: what's my thesis I am your host artist Javier Proenza every week my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have join us as we explore and expand our worldviews through research and ask what's my thesis Uh, I'm very excited it's made in LA month which um, always gives me a little FOMO because there are so many events that I cannot make it to simply out of sheer exhaustion from the heat And that's always a bummer to get defeated by that. But I have made it out to a few. Originally I was going to read some of the events that were upcoming in the week, but that list is so long this year that I can't manage to do that. But what I do recommend doing is finding a neighborhood that has a few events. There's a lot of stuff going on in downtown Los Angeles, for example, and you can string a few events in in a day. Uh, and that's really fun. It's like going art hopping uh, in, and you get out of your house. But uh, the events that I did, that I have been able to attend, there there was the TSALA event at the Bendix building. And that seems to be kind of this new hotspot. It used to be mostly studios that were rented out to artists. I know a couple people that have spaces there. Uh, upcoming guest, Jamie Hamilton. Is, uh, has a space there but TSA Tiger Strikes Asteroid LA has a space there now I think also Joan Gallery moved from, down, uh, from mid-city area to there so it's a pretty fun place to just go because you go to one show and then on another floor there's another show uh, and And then also there's several things going on, like, for example, the night that uh, Jamie Hamilton had his show, there was made in L.A. stuff going on and non-made in L.A. stuff going on all at the same time. I think there were like three things that were made in L.A. there and a couple that weren't. But you get to meet a lot of people. It's really fun. You get to talk to people that have similar interests that you've never met before. And that's like a privilege that we have here in Los Angeles. Uh, not all cities have that so it's pretty exciting I think Made in LA is a great celebration it's sort of like a citywide art festival or art fair or art walk if you will yeah so the launch party was really cool they got a bunch of donations from artists people donated works they put it up in this really beautiful show uh, they had a lot of really beautiful donations and people were just by them right off the wall And all proceeds went to Made in L.A. And then there was uh, Jamie Hamilton's show, Absolute Contingency. I don't mean to be plugging only the shows of my friends. They're just the ones that I have the materials for and and remember attending. Um, uh, And also, Jamie's going to be an upcoming guest on the show. So, so yeah, I would uh, recommend you guys check out their work and check out the Made in LA calendar. It is a lot of fun. I have serious FOMO, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go look at the ones, at the events that I was curious about checking out and wasn't able to for whatever reasons and see if they're still going because they might still be up for view and you can still see the show even if you didn't make it for the event part of the Made in LA participation.
1: So on my show on Soul Friend, basically the premise of the show is talking about love and sex and dating and relationships. And it's a call-in show, so people get to call in and text in. Usually people are shy and they just text in or they (laughs) email into the show, which is fine. But I always like to tell people I really love calls. It's so much more fun if we can just talk to you on the phone. but. Most people text in questions about love and dating and sex and relationships. So
0: I'm impressed that you have any
1: interaction. Yeah. I, I know that people actually send me questions. Well, mostly to be That's completely like, transparent, it's me reaching out to my friends and okay. making sure that they the, will text me. The, well, it's nice that you have <laughs> friends. Yes, yeah, it is nice when I have friends. Yeah. Which brings us to the topic of our show. So the other kind of conceptualization of the show that I had was this idea of... Love in relationships, but it doesn't always have to be romantic love. And Mm. that's been something that, you know, a lot of people wind up wanting to talk about sex. And we've done a lot of recent shows about kind of more alternative areas of sexual fetish life and BDSM culture. And I had... Uh, professional dominatrix, Mistress Isabella Sinclair come on episode. Is that the DomCon? 60 Dom Con? something or 50. So no, I went to the BDSM convention DomCon and I took some kind of live recordings and I talked
0: to some people there. That's one that I've been waiting to get to. Oh yeah, you should it's listen to that list. one. It's fun. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs>
1: There's definitely some funny situations that happened in okay. that one. <laughs> yeah. I wound up going to a couple of... Uh, Seminar type things that I had no idea what they were
0: <laughs> until That's I got the there, and it wound
1: up being things that it wasn't. I'm very open, I like to identify as very open minded to all of these things, whether or not there's things that I would partake in in my personal life. It's just uh-huh. fascinating to know about all these practices, yeah, yeah. but one of them was a little bit intense in terms of it was going to be a live demonstration of. Sounding, which is the insertion
0: of objects Art. into... Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. Our Just, listeners... The yeah. listeners didn't see your hand gesture, but it was yeah. tiny. So, yeah. so it was more needle-like than, yeah. and, than like... Not yeah, needles, yeah. but
1: but basically it's like the insertion of objects into your urethra. Yeah, okay. And then you I kind of, of stretch. Like, uh, so you go from whoa, one whoa. object size to another. I know it's it what sounds painful, but this is the... It's also considered edge play in terms of the beat. BDSM community. So basically one of the things that I took away from that conference that I attended is that BDSM can literally be something as simple as tickling someone with a feather and having that be your playful exchange within that Uh, world. Or you can do more edge play that kind of has to do with pain and things like that. Edge play means
0: what? It's like more on the extreme? It's
1: like more on the extreme. And this is, again, I'm kind of new to the terminology so i might be a little bit wrong but my understanding of edge play is that it's more you're playing with the edge of pain okay so a feather for example is more just about sensation and tactility of you know your arm or you know whatever it is like it can, oh, be, I meant it to can be, be so that BDSM minimal basically <laughs> like pdsm can be like i'm tickling you with a feather yeah. and like that's a part of our play is it or more extreme things is so. it
0: always about domination and submission does um, it have to be by definition
1: I think that that is a part of the definition. Because okay. yeah, I mean, I think there is always that. A, yeah. a
0: power play with the feather there too. Right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that is a fascinating episode if you want to listen to yeah, that. Definitely. so. But basically on Soul Farm, we talk a lot about the kind of sexual component of relationships and love and dating and sex. However, my original principle for and kind of thesis for the show was talking about love as one of the kind of main focuses of the show. Mm -hmm. So today I want to talk about non-romantic love and making friends as an adult in Los Angeles because I feel like a lot of people will ask a lot of questions in terms of how to meet that person and it's usually from a perspective of trying to find a new person to date and have a romantic relationship with. Uh-huh. But a part of me wanting to do Soul Friend is to talk about love in all the many wide variations of love. So also when I first moved here, it was so hard to make friends. It's a really How difficult many different city. groups of
0: friends have you had since you moved here? Is it like
1: How many different groups? I mean, I think that it depends on my interests at the time and kind of where I'm going in the city and things like that. It's a very strange
0: city like that too, though, right? I think think maybe in other places that I've lived, you kind of find your people and you stick with them for the most part, but over here, interests drift.
1: Yeah, interests drift and you kind of change and...
0: You kind of always have to remember how to make friends. Like you don't necessarily lose... It's not like you're burning bridges, but you're always like hey, I'm kind of into this thing now, and these guys don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: that's also a part of it, too, in terms of that, and that's kind of one of the things that you had sent me kind of a format for the show just in terms of an outline of how to kind of organize things. And on on the end of it, it said conclusions. And I was like, I'm not a conclusions person. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the conclusions I made is that making friends is actually kind of a lifetime thing. And it's not, it's not just something that once you have your group of friends, that those are your group of friends because people change, people get married, people have kids, people move, people grow apart, you change, they change. It just happens. So... So I guess to start, I wanted to talk about how I've met a lot of my friends, just to give a little window into some of my friends in LA. And then I was going to ask you about how you met some of your friends, just to kind of get a little bit of a groundwork. So I'm not going to use my friends' actual names. And I also, (laughs) as going through this process, I also kind of had all these existential questions in terms of, are these people my friends? Or do I really I haven't seen so oh, and so? Oh, that's why you're months. not using their um, name. Yeah. Huh?
0: <laughs> you don't want to be like, I hey, really- I heard you say we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that we were I actually friends. actually hate but you, But then I bitch. realized you've ignored my last
1: three text messages inviting you to my house. So I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, that's but also think- a funny thing. Like, when you forget to message someone and you feel guilty, oh. like, that's how yeah. you know they're your friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because totally. you don't want them to think that you're like blowing them off. Yeah. And oh, you're just no. like, oh my God, they tell texted me three days ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Also, I think in adulthood, that becomes a little more flexible. I feel like younger, I would have been maybe more sensitive to people not texting me back immediately. But now I'm like, oh, we have our lives. And
0: yeah, but I I really like this topic because it is something that you are constantly dealing with. I think also uh, it's grossly under Valued mm-hmm. in terms of like having a support system, having like yeah. emotional intimacy with people is totally. really something that you also have to be selective with, right? right. When you're young, yeah. you're like. Maybe loyalties might be a little bit more misplaced. Well,
1: and I think loyalties are probably when you're younger, just more on who wears the same clothes that you wear, who likes the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Who 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 sees the world the
0: same way? Which is the same thing now, but it's a little bit more sophisticated, right? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um,
1: So so yeah, so basically this tally, and I won't go into super detail because this is just only about my personal experience, but Basically, I met, we'll just call this person Jay, through another friend at an art-related It wasn't an art-related party, but it was a pool party hosted by someone in the art field. So pool parties, I feel like I've met a lot of people at pool parties and also just through the arts because I feel like a lot of my friends are artists, and so that's just like... The community that I kind of hang out in a little for,
0: bit. So. Just for people that don't live in Los Angeles, though, yeah. like pool parties aren't just falling from the skies. The, like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like they're kind well, of I'm rare. Just, Not everybody has pools, like because yeah. Miami is. I, when I moved here from yeah. Miami, I thought. I mean, it is a desert out here, so it's expensive to maintain, That's and like yeah. to get those built is pretty crazy. So, yeah, you know some some people. <laughs>
1: I guess I know a few people that throw pool parties consistently yeah, yeah. and so it's just always like, so is that person throwing a pool party this weekend? Yeah, like yeah. let's go to the pool party. Cause it's hot. But I'm just saying yeah. that
0: like that's not a California thing necessarily. <laughs> yeah. That's like I'll
1: check my privilege. Uh, no, and, no, I'm not saying no, check no. your
0: privilege. I'm saying that you're charismatic and you're oh, invited to these nice. things. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Right? Like that's not, you know, yeah. I've been invited to one this year and I was like, oh shit, I've made it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's funny.
1: It also takes a little bit of seeking out too in terms of like reaching out to people and making sure that you maintain relationships and all of that. So
0: yeah, exactly. Staying relevant in people's lives. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, okay. So pool party, I met this person and let's see, I met another, person. a lot of these people are through art related things. I think that I met, um, I currently have an art space studio that I share with one of my friends And I believe it's been years now, but I believe that I met her at a figure drawing party that was held at her art studio. It was all women. So we were all exchanging, posing for, like, we didn't have a real model. It was just a bunch of girls getting together, wanting to do some figure drawings and just have a mellow night and drink some tea and be relaxed. So I believe that's how I met this woman that I share a studio with. That's the best that I can remember. So, yeah. So kind of more art-related things. Uh Um, This person I met through a friend who I originally met in San Francisco. So that's kind of just about keeping in touch with friends and then hanging out with them. And then you just naturally meet people. Um, I met someone through Instagram because they direct messaged me. And it (laughs) so happened that we had all these mutual friends. And so it didn't feel... And it was also a woman, um, which I feel like made it just a little bit less kind of what do they want from me? Are they trying to date me or what's happening here? You know? So I met this woman through Instagram and it was funny because I was on vacation in Mexico at the time Mm -hmm. with my family and she asked me something so strange. She asked me if I could take photographs of outdoor showers because she was researching outdoor showers. At the, it was such a strange and random request. And,
0: and also, this is just someone I so became friends with. That's amazing. It's those little things that you notice in people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. It's like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, what do you want? You want me <laughs> to take photos of outdoor showers for you? And I don't know
0: you, but okay, yeah. That's such a revealing so, thing of their, their yeah. interests, right? Yeah, it's like totally. so niche.
1: And it was also so genuine. She yeah, really yeah. just wanted to know about outdoor showers and what they looked like. And yeah, so I thought that was very sweet. Another friend I met through a friend who I originally met in San Francisco. And there's a lot of connections, basically, with this one woman, just to give a little bit of context. So when I first moved to L.A., I moved with an a now ex-boyfriend, and I didn't know a ton of people here in Los Angeles. and so What year was this? Oh, that's a great question. I've lived in LA for about eight years. So this was probably like 2010, something like that. Maybe 2009. But yeah, let's say 2010.
0: And you came from the East Coast?
1: I came from, I was living in New York and then I moved to San Francisco just for a couple of years and then then kind of didn't really love it. It was also the two, as of, I think, 10 years or something. The two years that I lived in San Francisco were the two coldest
0: years on record (laughs) for like the past 10 years or something. Oh, so it's not that the city's going all tech. It's that
1: it was the tech component and it just was hard to kind of connect with people for me. I was just working, I was working over the golden gate bridge in Marin. And so my commute was just totally insane. And so I just basically would commute all day, come home to my boyfriend who was in graduate school at the time so also had his own things going on and I just didn't meet that many people but I met this one woman who was dating my then boyfriend's best friend and so we were kind of like the girlfriends our boyfriends were best friends and what so the, we were the girlfriends <laughs> what
0: so. what is what's special about that relationship
1: well so what's special about that relationship is that and then, i mean that, that specific
0: yeah. kind of relationship like cuz oh, that's of something the girlfriends? that i yeah like like yeah. do you guys do you guys get to like relate to each other because you know secrets kind of thing that Um, (laughs) maybe
1: well the thing is is I actually wasn't really that close to her when I lived in San Francisco we would just kind of hang out casually a little bit but then when I moved to LA we both wound up breaking up with those boyfriends <laughs> fairly shortly after we moved. And so she was one of the only people that I knew. And oh, so it was okay. basically just convenience in terms of...
0: But there's some camaraderie yeah. over, I yeah. knew you I knew you before the thing that traumatized right, you. Right, right, right. Yeah,
1: totally. So, yeah. so she was basically the woman who I stayed with when I was going through that breakup so that my boyfriend could move out of the apartment without me kind of being there. And yeah, so yeah. she was just basically one of the only people that I really knew here outside of work, which... Did she Work know a lot of people are
0: at the time or were you no. guys both islands? So we were oh. both
1: islands, but what happened is that we were both islands and we would basically just push ourselves to go out and meet new people whenever we can. And so she basically started her little chain of knowing this person. And then if there was, if that person had a party or was going to drinks or going to a dinner, we would just go and then meet all of those people. And so it was basically, we grew our web yeah, through, yeah. Like I basically grew my web of social life through this one woman who I knew in San Francisco. And then we just kind of like really pushed her. But it did take yeah. a lot of effort because sometimes you're tired and no, you just want to stay does. home. So it was definitely a lot. But basically, this is all to say that I know a lot of people through her. So yeah.
0: does this come up a lot yeah. in your in, in practice and in therapy a lot? What like just sort of people talk. I mean, I'm, I imagine it must like that must be yeah. people feeling lonely and isolated all the time. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. yeah. 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 I mean, it's a lonely city. I think that's the other thing that was hard is that I felt like there was all these cool people doing all these cool things that I would see around, but just not necessarily know kind of how to enter this world. And I felt like people were having all these outdoor barbecues and going to the beach all the time, doing all these things. But unless you kind of know those people, (laughs) it's hard to enter that world. So it definitely was kind of me being really...
0: So you weren't getting invited to the pool parties right away. I
1: wasn't right away. Yeah, it took some time. So yeah. And then just a couple of other people that I consider my friends now. I met a couple of people in grad school who I'm still really close with. I met, um, oh, <laughs> one of my good friends. This is so funny. So after I broke up with that boyfriend uh, <clears throat> when I who I moved here with, I started doing online dating because I was working really hard. And I just didn't have a lot of time. And it was interesting because it was... Years ago, and online dating was kind of sketchy, sketchy <laughs> and a little bit I felt stigmatized by it and kind yeah. of judging myself for why am I doing this? I'm I just so trashy yeah. yeah, I was like, Do I need to do this? Does this mean that I'm undateable? And you know, just having negative self messages. But I met, I went out on one OK Cupid date. My first one, and I wound up meeting this great guy who I wound up dating for a couple of months. And then it just wasn't a good fit between us. And so we went our separate ways. But he's one of my best friends. (laughs) And then I wanted to ask you, how have you kind of met some of your friends here?
0: I'll tell you a little bit about... So in LA specifically, weirdly enough, sometimes social circles connect in ways that you don't expect like yeah. I have a friend well I'll, f- I'll start off with like Bryce Seth who used to be on the show oh right yeah and uh and a lot of people from that general circle I met through somebody that I went to art school with in Florence okay and I didn't oh, see cool for- you
1: went to art school in Florence oh, yeah Look it's pretty you. pretty juicy, yeah.
0: yeah very juicy. I love it <laughs> <laughs> um and so, yeah, so I met him and when I moved to L.A., he just randomly was in L.A. as well and invited me yeah. out to see one of his openings at a place, at a space that's now called Cactus Projects. Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay. It's in Long Beach. Yeah. But.
1: Long Beach. That's forever away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, <laughs> <Kindness laughs> opinions about Long Beach are not mine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we want listeners everywhere. shitting over. on Long Beach over no, here. No, no. no It is fucking fun. I just feel
1: so far. frustrated with the traffic after living here for so many years. Yes.
0: But, well, yeah. I have good news for you. What's In not? two years, yeah. automated cars will be a, a thing. Uber's going to have a <laughs> fleet, and the price yeah. of owning a car is going to not compete anymore with the... Price of just ride sharing.
1: Oh,
0: so that's kind of cool. I mean, there's yeah. going to be a lot of people unemployed. Two but... years
1: is not. Yeah, <laughs>
0: two years <laughs>
1: is not that long. Yeah. yeah, a lot can happen in two years. But
0: yeah, well,
1: so so yeah, so you met people.
0: So I met I met a lot of people through that guy uh, who now lives in Austria. His name is Seth. Well, okay. I, I guess I should maybe be more covert with the names, too. Oh, well, your friends,
1: uh, yeah.
0: And he was an alcoholic. No, I'm oh.
1: <laughs> And his deepest secret is... Yeah, he was now, not I don't an know,
0: alcoholic.
1: The only reason that I was kind of keeping initials here just for my own notes is that a lot of these people... I think that it's also hard, and this is kind of my next point, not to interrupt you from... I yeah. want to hear more about your friends, but my next point is that I... I'm working so much these days that I don't see my friends very often, which comes to my other point about prioritizing relationship, like friendship relationships. But, you know, so I was kind of shy, like for, for example, PE, their initials, like when was the last time I saw them? I don't know, but I still consider them a friend, but I don't want to say their name, you know? Yeah.
0: And I, and I think sort of my experience has been that like even geography Kind of doesn't like because the other person that I was gonna say is uh, the uh, a person who introduced me to Salome who is friends with all of the people that I know uh, you know like Seth and Bryce yeah but I met her before they met. Each other, yeah. Through this friend that I went to uh, grade school in 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 Italy with, yeah. That I haven't seen in like that I hadn't seen in forever. I started right. hanging out with him randomly. I meet uh, Salome and her boyfriend or, or boyfriend at the time, husband now, yeah. Um, I meet them and, and then like, and I'm telling them like, oh, I have this piece. And then a few weeks later, I'm, I'm showing the piece at a gallery that she ends up working at. And it's just like these weird kismet things that happen in Los Angeles where everybody's sort of connected in this really weird way. Right. Um, and, but I do like those like relationships where you made an impression on each other and anytime that someone reaches out, you're excited, right. but you don't yeah. necessarily always have the time to sort of be all up in each other's stuff, right. you know? Yeah. And I think that that is also an important thing for people in Los Angeles. Like just because yeah. everybody's sort of isolated.
1: Yeah. And that's Look. the other part that I, th- I feel like, you know, is unique to LA mm. just because the traffic and the distance and, you know, everyone is here not that people aren't pursuing their their lofty dreams and yeah. their career goals in other cities but I feel like a lot of people come to LA to kind of have balance in terms of the weather and you know the quality of life here is generally pretty good yeah. but also, they're pretty focused on whatever they're doing, and there's just not a lot of connection. You can't just yeah. walk down the street like you can in New York and just bump into a million people that seem cool. And or give even
0: San Francisco, I remember. Or being even San a Francisco, like yeah, yeah, you can walk
1: places, so yeah. it's a little bit different
0: here. Yeah. yeah, the thing that I always like to point to when people try to like help, the best description of that feeling of LA isolation is in. Um, the Blade Runner, the last Blade Runner that came out, where he's yeah. just in in these long car trips. There's just these like yeah. long segments of the movie are just him in the car, yeah. and that's and and so it feels very genuine to the Los Angeles so experience. LA. It feels so lonely, like the character. Right. You yeah. know, you really feel because he's just they they show you so much of him just by himself in a car. Yeah, uh, so Definitely. it's really cool.
1: Yeah, I, We should maybe
0: acknowledge the work that's going on.
1: Oh, the <laughs> construction. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, we got a lot without it, so...
1: People are building stuff next door. What can you do? Well,
0: progress you can't stop progress. This whole building is getting Are they
1: redoing the whole building? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll show you later. Uh, in the back they've just redone they've repaved the this little patio area, put in a new fence. Oh nice. Yeah. So when I told you like we might have noise. We might have noise, yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm used to it. I feel like K-Chung is oh oh, there's always something (laughs) happening at K-Chung. Also anytime I've done recordings at my house, my dogs are always barking at <laughs> a squirrel outside or something.
0: Yeah. So, uh, well, the other thing I was going to say yeah. about friendship in Los Angeles is that yeah. it's very, um, it's very much based on how willing someone is to meet with you. Like, yeah. Like that is a, a true sign of someone valuing you. If if they're yeah, like, for sure. If they and, and if they cancel, you know, with proper like, I, we have a right. reputation for being flaky, and yeah. I don't necessarily think. I mean, if they're flaking on you, they're just. You know, they were being polite when they gave you their number. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and totally. I'm even talking about friendship. That's not even like when, yeah. you're, when you're hitting on a girl and you get her number. Right, right. Um, totally. I th- and that's a very, very specific thing here where... It is such a commitment to do anything that when yeah. I say, yo, I'm going to hang out with you, like, now you're fucking stuck. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> yeah. I value you. Right. And now I have to do what I said I was going to do. Yeah, uh, exactly. And if you don't do that, people...
1: There's motorcycles outside too, apparently.
0: (laughs) And if you don't do that, people are just like dismissive of you. Yeah. You know, like you don't get too many second or third chances if you're flaky.
1: Yeah. I will also say, as a counterpoint to that, though, that one of my very best friends, who unfortunately abandoned me to go to grad school in New York and then stayed there and now (sighs) is doing very well there, she and I have this understanding that we are so focused on our careers or on whatever it is that Mm -hmm. basically we can have plans and then if one of us doesn't want to do it it's a crazy experience but i just don't take it personally and neither does she i mean
0: usually it's not like usually it's not even a thing where you can like because like it's la you can like if your plans fall through you can just go and do something anyway right (laughs) there's always something to do and, and like but and yeah, definitely, obviously there's gonna be flaking, but there's yeah. flaking and there's like the ghosty flaking where you just oh, like sure. Oh, that's like, totally different. Like the next yeah. week you're like, oh hey, I'm sorry I didn't show up. And no, then you're like I have very stood little up.
1: tolerance for that. Yeah. yeah no, so totally.
0: yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what's what so, where, where are you taking us next? So
1: next I'm gonna take us to so I did a little bit of research and basically there's a couple of ways that it seems like the research that I found kind of talks about, which is that there's all these different ways that people describe making friends in L.A. So this one is a list from I know you were really good about giving your references mm-hmm. on this <laughs> whole friend. So this is from a Timeout in L.A. article called the 21 best ways to make friends in L.A. as an adult, which I felt like was so appropriate. So yeah. this is just 21 ways. So the first one is hang out at the dog park. <laughs> which is funny because you should I used have to a dog. do that before having a dog, and it was definitely
0: <laughs> I, I took, feel like yeah. I took an improv class once, which is another way that I'm sure is on the list. I'm rest. sure it is on but, here. Yeah. Uh, I did a scene where I was the guy at the dog park, and it still cracks me up because yeah. I was just criticizing all the dogs.
1: <laughs> well, no, I think that one person asked me which dog mine was, and I just kind of avoided the question. So. <laughs> Just hanging out. <laughs> now, luckily, I do have a did dog. You, did but...
0: you wave randomly? <laughs> yeah. Are oh, <he's> we over there. Fifi. <laughs> getting into
1: travel, I'm sure. Number two, according to this Time Out LA article, is hit the gym, which I have mixed feelings about just because as a woman at the gym, I think the only people that I've met at the gym were people that were men hitting on me, or I somehow did make a friend, but it was only because we wound up working together. Mm. She wardrobe styled a job that I was doing photography
0: on. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a very, But it's not. I'm never, when you're that sweaty, talk to
1: people at the gym. It's it's a
0: smelly place. It's not. Yeah. And I think that like, also there's just something about a gym where even if you're trying to make friends with dudes, like Mm -hmm. maybe you could become workout buddies, but like, I think to like approach someone and be like, Hey, hey you, you want to be come... a workout buddy like <laughs> or no like i mean i that could probably i'm, I'm so out of my depths <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms of workout culture yeah. but i'm saying like if you see the same person at the gym regularly and you're right. always talking about creatine and, and shit like right, that right. i can see how that would evolve into a friendship but just yeah. approaching someone and being like yo let's go catch a movie i yeah, would think anybody so if guy strange. or girl is hitting on me yeah
1: terrible idea yeah. Um, and then it says, join a sports league, which I guess that's a good way. I just, uh, well, you are involved yeah, in sports. My How do you experience feel about of that?
0: sports, uh, of co ed sports, is, is like maybe the league is too competitive because yeah. I think that what ends up happening is that's like the flakiest thing getting into adult yeah. sports. <laughs> yeah. If you, get, if you have like a competitive team yeah. and it doesn't win right away. People are just like, oh, I got to work late, Uh, you know, and then you end up having to call like everyone, you know, to get replacement players, especially in 11 v 11 soccer. So, but I have dated people that I met through like a meetup that was soccer related, where it's like a Mm -hmm. weekly pickup game. Yeah. That seems more my
1: speed. I would show up to something if it wasn't super competitive, but it was just people playing a game. And
0: I would recommend if you're looking to date and meet people to date like that, or Mm -hmm. also friends, I would recommend that over like a meetup that's an activity related meetup, like a sports activity Yeah. than like the, the mixer types or the singles types.
1: Right. Cause
0: that's like, I mean, especially if you're a woman, you're going to (laughs) be, there's going to be a lot of dudes and, and, uh, you know, and it's going to be. In that setup, it seems like it's more okay to try to hit on people where the sports-related ones are a little bit more casual. When I first moved to L.A., I started with the soccer groups. Oh, really? Yeah, and then I was like, this is awesome. And then I was like oh wait, these are less awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It wears off quickly.
1: Yeah. The next thing it says is join a book club. That sounds fun. I do know a
0: lot of people in LA that are really into it. it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Theoretically you can have intellectual conversations. It's not just small talk,
0: which sometimes when
1: you're meeting people can be a little hard.
0: I'd say this is Um, like 10 times better than the gym.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Same. Um, take an art class. That sounds fun. Have you taken an art class here?
0: Uh, well... Like a I hobby art class kind a of? A hobby art class, no. I no. think back on, like, my studio classes, especially the ones that I did at, like, community college to get credits. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not necessarily where I want to go to make friends. It would yeah. be, like, a, a bunch of, like, really old people, you know, the woman yeah. in her 40s that's really into, like, yeah. uh, hippie stuff. Yeah, And totally. then, like, a bunch of 19-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Doing um, decorative. Not to do denigrate any of them, but yeah, like, but I just, just for you, yeah, I just bad. wouldn't really connect, totally. uh, you know? Yeah.
1: Take an improv class. Here yeah, it, is. There it is. It's on here. Although,
0: um, if you're an actor, yeah. <laughs> because That's if you're not, yeah, like, if you're not, the intro class will be fine. But I took yeah. the second one, and I was like, "Yo, I'm not. T- I'm not finishing this. This I'm is not like- an
1: actor." <laughs> yeah, not. So you took a, a regular improv class?
0: I took, yeah, yeah, I took uh, the UCB ones. I took one, and then I took two, yeah. and I was like, "Oh shit! These are people doing this for their career. This their is career. no not yeah, playtime yeah. anymore." Right. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you're like yeah. depressed and lonely, and, right. and a therapist is like doing improv class, like. Join a sports thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The improv is a little intense and it's a little like... And those people are competitive, you know? Yeah, those people
1: are competitive. I mean,
0: and with every reason to be, they're in it for the business side of it, Right, yeah.
1: Okay, the next one, it says, DM someone on Instagram. I actually did meet a friend responding to some of his tweets and then we wound up talking and we basically realized that we had a ton of mutual friends in the art world Mm. and so then... I think the next time I was in New York or the next time he was in LA, we wound up like getting a drink. So you reached out friend. to him?
0: I think Initially? that I was
1: tweeting at him, like okay. in conversation with whatever he was tweeting about.
0: And, and, then, the conversation and then we were just there. like, oh, yeah.
1: you seem funny. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're, And then somehow it came out that we both knew a bunch of the same people that were kind of his close, close friends. And yeah. it just was kind of coincidental. And then this one just says two words, Sunday, Funday. And in this article, they talk about just basically like going out on Sunday and day drinking, which is like <laughs> totally not something that I would do.
0: Um, or condone.
1: This is funny. This one says go to a therapist. And then it basically makes a bunch of jokes about
0: how. Your therapist is at least someone to talk to. <laughs> I was like, That's
1: not a friend. Well, you know
0: what though? It no. is a very intimate relationship. It is a very you, intimate relationship. You know, it, yeah. uh, and it is it is a, a very confusing construct. Like, yeah, because uh, yeah, because you're sharing. It's like a place where you are sharing yourself to somebody yeah. and, the, and and it's only serving. It's definitely part of your support system. Right, totally. Like they're not your friend. So if you are yeah. really that lonely, I mean, not that you yeah. don't endorse therapy. Yeah, I mean,
1: obviously I think it's a great way to better yourself, but in terms yeah. of getting social connection, I don't know if that's like... Well,
0: they would yeah. help you. It would be a good starting point in instructing you. Yeah, yeah. That's, true. that's
1: true. I think,
0: I, I think yeah. it's actually maybe one of the better ones. It's like if you yeah. need help, this this yeah. might th- this article might not cut it. Yeah, you know? that's true. Because yeah. you know there are people that have had friends and are depressed, and they've forgotten how to have friends, right? right totally. And so it's yeah. it's 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 definitely. I like this topic because it's just it's yeah. one of those skills that you like. Yeah. You can never stop working on...
1: Right. And you're actually reaching out for support on something if you're feeling lonely or if you're yeah, feeling yeah. isolated. So I think that is great. I did have a funny moment in my life where...
0: But I, you're right. It's not a friend. But it's not a friend. <laughs> I, I had this
1: kind of mini existential crisis where I realized that basically my favorite people were my therapist, my (laughs) acupuncturist, and then someone else that I paid for a service. (laughs) I was like, wait, these actually are just people that I am paying to do nice things for me, and these are not my friends. Even if they care about me and have my well-being in their... You know, first and foremost, but yeah. Next on the list is take a dance class, get to know a real estate agent, which is also a funny one, <laughs> <laughs> go to a networking event, even though networking sounds like an evil word, well, but if people are there intentionally, then...
0: That's what the art yeah. scene is though, right? right so yeah. like, I mean, we socialize, we call it socializing, but it's really, you're just, like we said, you're just being seen. Yeah, exactly. You're there so that people don't forget you exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um
1: Exactly. So, And it's
0: also fun to interact with your friends, but I'm saying yeah, like, yeah. Totally. Well, one of the things that you just triggered in my head is that I recently had somebody or met somebody that just moved here. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was telling them is that um, it's really easy to meet people here. Right. Maintaining ma- to relationships. Make, to build a relationship, that's where yeah, the challenge is. Totally. And so it can get really frustrating for people yeah. when they're like, when you meet somebody and then you think that they like you or that they, they hit it off and it's just like, right. they were just cool because they're busy and like they can yeah. barely, they barely have time to see their own friends.
1: I know. Or do doing their own...
0: anything in this city takes for fucking ever because of the traffic. Ever.
1: I know. You, you
0: run, I tried to do two errands before you came. Yeah. <laughs> How did that and, you came at, <sighs> and you came here at twelve, yes. and I still didn't have time. Uh, I no. woke up at eight. I oh my did- <laughs> god! Wow. <laughs> I mean, I also had errands to run at the, in the house, right? Okay. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was gone for over fourteen
1: hours yesterday. It was mostly because of the traffic <laughs> that I had to factor in about six hours of driving. You know, I mean, you
0: can insane. really tell a lot about what a person values on their Instagram stories in LA. Like yeah. you, if you see someone that goes to a lot of live shows, you're like, damn, you made an effort.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah. for sure. So go to a networking event, take a music lesson, take advantage of your other friends, which is basically back to our point of, if friends have other friends or yeah. are just going to parties, then just go to those parties.
0: And there's always that one person that knows, everybody. knows everyone. And yeah. that and that totally. and, and if you know that person, yeah. like yeah.
1: Um, okay, take a music lesson, take advantage of your other friends, study a foreign language, join a trivia team. That sounds terrible to me,
0: but that sounds like it involves a lot of drinking, and you have to be good at trivia for it to appeal to. I just don't really love trivia. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know anything like trivial.
1: All your information is crucial to living.
0: <laughs> no, I think listeners of this show know. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that's funny. This whole show is basically about knowing useless facts, not useless facts, historical facts, esoteric. interesting facts, esoteric <laughs> facts. Okay, join a country club, sing in a choir, learn that's how to bake. These are all just activity white ideas. Yeah, Yeah, club. <laughs> yeah. just go you shopping know, at Barney's. I'm sure you'll meet someone really cool, and it'll be great. You guys can go on fancy trips. <laughs> Okay, so the next kind of thing that I wanted to talk about is from some website called We Like LA, and it's 10 10 tips on how to meet people in LA if you're new to the City of Angels. So one of the places is called meetup.com, and it's the world's largest... I'm just going to kind of read and paraphrase some of these things, but Meetup is the world's largest network of local groups. More than 9,000 groups get together in local communities each day. And let me tell you, Los Angeles has thousands of groups in your area. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, that sounds cool. I don't know that's what the, all the that, groups would I mean, be, but I don't want to
0: plug a particular company, but that's the that's yeah. the site that I that I started playing soccer through. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so, so cool. I, I I'm I'm pretty familiar with Meetup. I've done soccer. Yeah. I've done volleyball. I've done a bunch of different kinds of activities. That's so cool. Hiking. It's it's pretty dope if you don't yeah. if you're like Isolated, you can meet, you know, you go out, you'll meet a lot of fucking weirdos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You will. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that are... Also trying to like, I think that's maybe right. one of the number one things therapists in LA would recommend. Like if you do the the number one, the, the one that we talked about earlier, yeah. which is go get yourself a therapist. Oh, they right. will probably tell you to do a meetup. Yeah. And, and totally. it's, it's an interest. I mean, it's a successful social networking thing.
1: Yeah, I think oh it might've
0: even helped normalize Tinder
1: yeah probably yeah well okay there's some other funny ones that are basically like dating apps for friends taking a class also on here some of the classes they say are badminton and improv cooking language classes wait yeah. badminton
0: <laughs> that's at the country club <laughs>
1: little little socioeconomic status tinging in here this one also says go to the gym
0: Let's just assume they mean classes at the gym. Because yeah. it is every... I, I think we're both experts and we can say that that's weird.
1: Yeah, totally. This also says CrossFit encourages fellowship amongst members.
0: But you could also just join a yeah. cult too, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're looking to make friends. You could friends. also just join
1: a cult where they just
0: only <laughs> want to talk about fitness all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Jonestown... was <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure those people thought they were friends.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when okay. you were
0: talking about... So, uh, apps, I was all like, I I always go to like, that doesn't sound safe.
1: No, I think that's the other thing (laughs) though. So, Meetup
0: seems like a a pretty safe setup. It's public and it's it's obviously important.
1: This one says, do regular stuff, going to the grocery store, doing laundry. It's not glamorous, but something everyone needs to do from time to time.
0: <laughs> it can, can strike up pretty naturally there, Yeah, right? I
1: think that it's kind of a good habit to get in if you are trying to meet people and just kind of get comfortable talking to people. Oh, yeah. To just talk to people in general. Getting into the practice, I think, is good. If, you're,
0: if you give off a vibe where you are open and, yeah. and not creepy about being outgoing totally it's it, it, it it's people respond bad. to it, yeah. it, it they're, they're, rarely do people <laughs> go like oh, i don't want to talk to you and if they do it's not that big of a deal yeah
1: exactly you
0: know but yeah. like even at a bar i think the one of the most fun things to do at a bar is you just talk to everybody and then you yeah. know everybody yeah. and then like it's like the more people you talk to the less weird it becomes to like yeah. talk to someone new exactly it's, it's really it,
1: it's yeah, yeah.
0: It's uh, LA has taught me a lot about just how to function in the bar scene, which yeah. is like because I think the etiquette out here is a lot better <laughs> than in in Miami. The etiquette in terms yeah. of the bar scene and people well, talking. Miami's a very very clicky town, I think. Yeah. And Wait, it, it that's can,
1: where you were before here? Yeah, before okay.
0: I moved here. Yeah. yeah, and so it can be a little hard to feel like you can. Pen- There's a lot of machismo kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. So like. Guys are kind of wary of guys. So like, you know, and uh, it can be, I don't know. It depends also what part of Miami you're in. I'm thinking a lot about like Kendall, which is just like some people wouldn't consider that Miami. Oh, really? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I think that, well, Miami's so different now. It's a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that like, it is nice to be in a city where people are approachable. They're going to be nice to you. As long as you're not fucking weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Since this article was written by We Like LA, they talk about just plugging the fact that We Like LA has a ton of different opportunities to volunteer and do things through We Like LA.
0: But Since, what's it called? Uh mm-hmm you know this is coming out as uh, during made in la i would also oh, yeah. say that made in la is a pretty good way i've met some people through there really? which has been pretty cool yeah, yeah. You do, it, there's a bunch of events all over the city mm-hmm. uh i probably started this episode before you got here in an audio <laughs> clip that i'm going to insert later oh, nice. uh um Yeah, I I probably covered some some of the events that are happening this week. And I would recommend going to some of those because those are... Especially if your interests are art and you want to meet new... Like, those are literally networking events. Yeah. And at some of these events, you might be the only person that shows up. And if you do, no, and that's the, that's the whole point, right? And if you do, you've made yourself a friend. (laughs) (laughs) With the one other person that's there? With the person throwing the event. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, They're so happy that you're there. No, I mean, that's (laughs) like legitimately that I did, uh, I did an event, uh, three years ago, I think it was now yeah. where it was just at my house and I laid out all of my junk mail that I had collected for in piles, like a hoarder, proper hoarder. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'd collected them for like four years. It was, the, I, there was a mail slot and it was just really annoying that it would always come in no matter how much I cleaned the house. Oh, there would always God. be every day, a new yeah. pile. Yeah. So I just stopped throwing it out and collected it. But at that six people showed up Two people I didn't know. Wow. And uh, look at me now. Look at you now. <laughs> I really, really like uh, Made in LA for that. So so and it's it's, ma- it's very appropriate. I just figured yeah. out the tie-in. <laughs> totally, yeah.
1: What's the website?
0: For? It's a, I think it's maiden.la or maidenla. LA. Okay. I think it's maiden.la. Okay.
1: And Maiden.
0: maidens as in Iron Maiden. Right.
1: But to kind of start to wrap up a little bit, this article can be found. It's called 10 Great Meetup Apps for Making New Friends. And it's not necessarily specific to Los Angeles, but I felt like these are apps that you can download anywhere. And this article is by Pace Magazine. So basically, it's just kind of a list of a bunch of different apps. There's one called Meetup, there's one called Nextdoor. Apparently, there's a Bumble for friends, which I, thought I know is kind of funny. Them. Yeah. yeah. This one's for mothers who are looking to connect with a community of mothers. So basically there's all these different subgroups, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting
0: because as the typical male, I had never even occurred to me of what that experience. Like when I heard that, I was like, shit, that's a brilliant idea.
1: This one was so funny. This one's called Meet My Dog,
0: (laughs) which I thought was
1: really sweet. I found all these different articles on psychology today that were different facts about loneliness and... It was interesting because basically kind of some of the points that they brought up. Well, here, I'll just read you this beginning part. It says, it is estimated that over 40% of us feel the aching pains of pangs of loneliness at some point in our lives. Yet, despite how common loneliness is, few people are fully aware of the dramatic ways in which it impacts us. Here are 10 surprising facts about loneliness that will change how you view this all too common but devastating psychological condition. And I'm not going to read the whole things, but the first one just talks about basically how loneliness doesn't actually depend on how many friends you have, yes. so that it's actually just kind of a psychological state. Number two, it says that more than 60% of lonely people are married, which is a little bit sad.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, number three it says loneliness distorts our perceptions of our relationship.
0: I think a lot of that loneliness thing goes into connecting dots that are associate like your brain works in association and your memory tends to work in association like if you think of a penguin it's connected to like maybe tuxedos and you know like and everything that's black and white and that's how you process that's why when you have something on the tip of your tongue you know it's like you're trying to access it but you can't there's like a link and if you if you stop for a second and you go take another track to get to that memory right you can figure it out yeah um and so i definitely think that like you know, that that's a situation where you are isolated, but you're connecting right. positive dots and you're not spiraling. Yeah. Whereas like, I think that the loneliness, that the, the interesting point that you said from the text was that, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it, it can be deceiving. I forget exactly the wording, but that yeah. it's like, it, it is, it's sort of that self-fulfilling prophecy where you start to look for evidence that supports right. your yeah. theory and that, like, that's actually something that I've been getting into a little bit with the uh, with. Uh, have I ever mentioned chaos magic? Because it comes up, and I'm sure people are. are no, oh. I
1: like those two words next to each other. <laughs> so chaos magic
0: is uh, something I'm going to do a topic on. Oh. But it's about changing your belief systems, mm-hmm. right? Um, through ritual, where the where a ritual yeah. will it's and it, and it can involve like Wicca or anything. Uh, or like even just Wicca?
1: What's Wicca? Like
0: uh, witchcraft? Oh, witchcraft. Or okay. it can involve Haitian Voodoo. It can involve Satanism. The whole mm. thing is that it's a postmodern approach to self-deception, where okay. where and like people get really fucked up by it because yeah. they start to buy into their own bullshit, right? Right. Yeah. But the whole point is that you're buying into your own bullshit, and yeah. so it's this idea of taking your assumptions and playing with them a little bit. Yeah. So like sometimes you're in that trap, right. right. Of this idea of, uh, of what's, I, I, I once had someone describe a, a bad trip they were on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on LSD yeah. and they were walking through a forest yeah. and then they turned around and then they started walking back and they were like, Oh my God, I'm in a backwards world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they started to really believe this thing. And then slowly right. they realized right. like, Oh shit, no, I'm just walking back. <laughs> back. You know, but like, I think that that's like an interesting, yeah. like sometimes you can get fixated on these little mindsets, right. right of right. like loneliness. So I like that it describes it as like, not, a, um, a measure of um
1: actual circumstance because i think friendship. solitude it would
0: yeah. be solitude would be isolation without loneliness right 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 yeah, because exactly. like it has it's not necessarily a negative yeah uh whereas isolation might have so Definitely. it's it's an interesting topic i'm really excited yeah. that you brought this in
1: yeah well and as you were describing what's it called chaos what is chaos that? magic chaos magic. I mean the Jungian kind of psychological approach to a little bit of what you're describing in terms of over identification with beliefs and how they might yeah. cause you negative harm that's basically what Jung would say is a complex where you start to kind of believe your projections, which is basically just a different word of saying your beliefs or your kind of your projections are how you kind of are not able to incorporate different parts of your experience and so you it's easier for your psyche to kind of project the negative yeah, yeah. things about whatever you're experiencing and so if you start to overly identify with those projections then that turns into a complex which is basically yeah. just a statement about how your belief systems and how you're identifying with your belief systems are
0: causing you distress you yes so yes yes absolutely yeah
1: but yeah. made me
0: think of young, yeah. and then and then well e- because there is like, there is literally a thing called the psychological model of chaos magic, which uses yeah. So, um, which in fact, I might invite you back to do that one because I'm, yeah. i I would present that one. But, um, so one of the things that I find interesting is that I did CBT therapy for a while, oh, cool. yeah. a while back and it was not good for me.
1: Oh, not good for you.
0: Because... Yeah. I kept getting fixated on the things that on my failings, like you know, because CBT is a lot about cognitive distortions, right? Right, and, and it's very
1: in, future based. It doesn't really make a lot of room for the past,
0: or yeah, yeah. and it's and it, it was just like I would get these headaches of just going in loops and loops yeah. <laughs> of like of like trying to you know, um, and and yeah, so and then like I don't yeah. even know what it is that I did afterwards, but it was just much more like feel your feelings and stuff like that. But those are two belief systems essentially, right? Right. And so, and one fucked my reality. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I tend to be a little bit OCD. So if you give me something to fixate on, it's going to become a loop. Whereas if, uh, you know. um, Yeah. Well,
1: and that's kind of, I mean, I'm more interested in depth psychology just as an idea because it kind of makes room for the idea of how the past informs the present. Whereas CBT is so much more, CBT, I mean, it's a great, you know, practice of treating anxiety and depression. It's basically the number one Mm -hmm. way that anxiety and depression are used, especially in terms of evidence-based practices where you want to really be able to kind of test, is this working and things like that but it really doesn't necessarily make room for your kind of psyche to have a little bit more of a deeper understanding of self in yeah. my, in my opinion. And I would say that's also a common criticism. So, well, even but.
0: in, even in the, uh, like, I mean, I'm not an expert at all on this, but even yeah. in the, the verbiage, like cognitive distortion implies that, and mm-hmm. that's where it would be like, why am I having so many cognitive distortions? Right. Why yeah. is my thinking so wrong? And right, so right. then it becomes this other, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and like, I mean, I'm obviously pretty nerdy and al- analytical and I can, Think yeah. I can fixate on an idea for a long time. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, so that's why I do research now. <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. Broaden your perspectives. Yeah. So we left off with loneliness distorts our perceptions of our relationships, and I'll just kind of read them. Number four, loneliness is contagious in social networks. So it was it was just kind of an interesting thing talking about how people perceive you to be lonely, and then you actually kind of get pushed outside of circles oh. is the point that that was making, which I thought was interesting. This was a, a kind of a strange one for me. It said loneliness actually makes us feel colder. Again, I don't like have physically? time to physically colder. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. And they kind of talked about I that. I could see
0: that. I from can... more of an
1: evolutionary perspective of like, literally being further away from the heart like from the fire which is the collective and things like that which i thought was interesting that is um loneliness makes our bodies feel like we're under attack and then chronic loneliness significantly increases our risk of cardiovascular disease loneliness uh, suppresses the functioning of our immune system which i feel like is similar to how people talk about how stress just like has such a negative impact on our bodies This is a random one. It says, college freshmen who felt lonely had poorer reactions to the flu shot. Okay, (laughs) Loneliness is as dangerous as cigarette smoking. Okay. And then the last one that I wanted to just make a point about from that article in Psychology Today of the loneliness, the neuroscience of loneliness. I really kind of just appreciate this idea of how loneliness is labeled and thought of as being this kind of negative thing that is difficult to experience and it's unpleasant, but it's actually your body's way of really communicating that something is wrong and that you can make some changes and address these things, but that it's not necessarily... Like, it serves the function of making you change your circumstances, which if you don't, then it can have some really negative consequences in terms of your mental health. So,
0: And it's interesting how... like. They kind of run loneliness and depression are sort of concurrent and not they're not necessarily synonymous. Right. But a lot of the things of like it's hard not to talk about one without the other. Yeah, exactly. But it can be it 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 that that's where that like you're doing chaos magic on yourself. You're creating your own reality. Yeah. Right. Because the idea being that ritual creates belief which creates reality right so you're having these ritual thoughts of and then they they then you start to buy into them believe them and then now your reality is that you're lonely yeah um but yeah it can be really intense i think human connection is definitely by far one of the most important things that we yeah always dismiss and then we feel it really intensely, like when you're busy. Yeah. You're like so I'll go. I'll do sometimes because I'm a little bit more cyclical in my socializing. Yeah. Like for the past few months, I've been, just been really working really really hard, keeping my head down, trying to save up money, like getting extra yeah, yeah. extra hours, trying to yeah. get stuff that I can uh, record, record the this show. Wonderful show. On. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it it like. It hasn't been an o- a lonely experience. Yeah. But it has been isolated. Right. And then I need to, I, I've been like, having to remind myself, like, hey, at the end of this, the whole thing is to have people over to your place so you can have conversations. (laughs) So just, like, relax. We're not, like, completely off the the grid, (laughs) you know. Yeah, well,
1: and just this idea of balance and that anything in too much of a quantity, whether it's working or socializing, I mean, the same thing happens. You get burnt out really quickly. So, Yeah. yeah, coming back into balance of what feels appropriate for you in any given time I think is important to just have an awareness of how you're feeling in whatever, however you're spending your time. So, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Well, this has been an absolute
0: pleasure. The maiden voyage of this uh, experience. Definitely the first time someone other than Seth presents a topic to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very, very, very satiated. Or sated
1: satiated that means satisfied right? yeah, yeah 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 what was the I other one you said
0: sated i think the
1: sated i don't know what that dramatically
0: that one might be the one that's correct oh
1: is that one more correct i
0: don't know shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why i have people come teach me sated satiated
1: one of the other yeah. but thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure I, it was
0: absolute pleasure i, I yeah. thank you for doing homework for us yeah totally it was it was really was, really i hope it was, uh, it was a rewarding experience in yeah of totally it's a,
1: i'll probably air this on my show too just oh. because it relates so much to soul friends so absolutely i I'd be honored. The oh, show. can I play
0: you? Can I drop your episode uh, on, on our show? Sure. Screen?
1: Yeah, please. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, cool.
1: Sounds good. And then, um, so that my listeners, when I play it on SoulFriend, know where to find you. What's the easiest way to find What's My Thesis? Uh,
0: it's what's my thesis at Instagram. What's my thesis? Oh, wow. I'm plugging my own show on my own show for your show. <laughs> <laughs> this has got just so overwhelmingly meta. I was like, what am I doing? Uh, yeah. uh, it's what's my thesis on Instagram and okay. Twitter. And uh, what's my thesis on uh, uh, dot .podbean.com. Podbean. Is, yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, you just you can just find us on itunes okay cool and Sounds what about great. your show which i oh my show how, uh, how i'm so like you're so, so new to this that yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. kind of running the show right now Oh to- yeah no i realized <laughs> pl- hey javier there's a plug section <laughs> took
1: back over control of your show i mean basically my show you can listen to on itunes it's just soul friend radio you can follow me on instagram at soul friend radio you can also listen live on kchung <laughs> well thank you so much for having me It was oh, a oh anytime
0: definitely yeah. I, I i might definitely invite you back for the um chaos what's magic it magic yeah. chaos whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is I, yeah. all right I, all right thank that's it. you thank you Bye.